Hello, my name is Wang Yan, and I am a reporter with News China. With our weekly News China podcast, we aim to give insight into the trends and happenings in modern China through a historical lens. Today, we discuss traditional Chinese Lantern Festival. The Spring Festival, or Chinese Lunar New Year, has been the most important festival for Chinese people for thousands of years. Though the official public holiday lasts seven days, traditionally the celebration lasts 16 days and often includes two main events. One is a big family dinner on Lunar New Year's Eve, followed by visits to relatives and friends over the next five days. The other is the 15th day of the lunar calendar's first month. It is called Yuan Xiao, or Lantern Festival, and marks the first full moon of the Lunar New Year. In 2021, the Lunar New Year fell on February 12th, and the Lantern Festival on February 26th. Lunar New Year customs vary around China. On Lunar New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, dumplings are never absent from dining tables in northern areas. A big dinner in the south doesn't necessarily mean dumplings, but rather preserved meats and sausages. However, eating rice balls and viewing lantern displays are common lantern festival activities in most of China. This year, however, Lantern shows were canceled due to pandemic controls. In ancient times, Chinese people had more fun on Lantern Festival than during the first few days of Spring Festival, as it was also a time for relaxed social norms. For thousands of years in China's agriculture-based society, people worked in the day and went to bed after dark. Traditions involving nighttime entertainment during Lantern Festival may have begun during the 7th century Tang Dynasty. The crown implemented a curfew all the year except for a three-day lift during Lantern Festival. In the northern Song, the festival was extended to five days. The most famous description of the Lantern Festival comes from a poem called Lantern Festival Night by Xin Qiji, a 12th century politician and literate during the Northern Song Dynasty. He writes, the ubiquitous display of hanging lanterns as one night's east wind adorns a thousand trees with flowers and blows down stars in showers. But some people were looking for something more than lanterns. Xin continues, but in the crowd once and again, I look for her in vain. When all at once I turn my head, I find her there where lantern light is dimly shed. The translation comes from Xu Yuanchong, a noted translator of Chinese classical literature. In ancient China, women were not allowed to be seen by men other than relatives. They rarely went out in public. But Lantern Festival was an exception. Besides Lantern displays, there were many options for amusement, such as variety shows, plays, and Lantern riddles. We'll talk about that last one later. Women would mingle in the crowds for a chance to meet suitors. As Xin Qiji describes in his poem, 
he took the chance to see his love. In a 17th-century novel by Feng Menglong, a young scholar Zhang Shunnei meets a beautiful young lady Liu Suxiang during a Lantern Festival in Hangzhou. They fall in love at first sight and run away the next evening. However, they are separated by the big crowds flying in and out of the city that night. Zhang finds one of Liu's shoes on the riverbank and believes her to have drowned. Liu, however, had left for Zhang's hometown near Hangzhou to seek him out. She does not find him, as Zhang becomes seriously ill in Hangzhou. Liu eventually moves into a temple, where they finally reunite three years later. Zhang then passes the imperial exam, and they live happily ever after. Xin Qiji also describes how beautiful and happy women are during the festival. In gold-threaded dress, with mouth or willow ornament, giggling, she melts into the throng with trills of scents. In parts of East China's Jiangsu province, there was a tradition where women would walk over three bridges on Lantern Festival or the following night to hearken a healthy new year. During the festival, they did not hesitate to display their beauty. In 2011, this traditional bridge crossing was listed by the Wujiang Municipal Government in Jiangsu as a local intangible cultural heritage. The city became a part of Suzhou in 2012. The carnival not only set the stage for romance, but also troubles. A very popular TV series in 2019, The Longest Day in Chang'an, tells how a detective, Zhang Xiaojing, during the Tang Dynasty foiled a plot to attack the emperor and people just a few hours before the Lantern Festival. Chang'an, the former name for today's Xi'an, Shanxi province in northwest of China, was the town capital. Why lanterns and rice bowls are so important to the Lantern Festival. They both hold physical and spiritual significance. Rice bowls are round, or yuan in Chinese. Yuan is also a homonym for perfection and reunion. So rice bowls symbolize family reunion. In some places, they also are seen as blessings for families to have more sons. For example, in Chengdu, Sichuan province, people would steal rice bowls left at shrines as offerings during the Lantern Festival, believing they would bring the family more sons. The holiday involves more wordplay and wishes for male offspring. Lanterns are dung in Chinese, which sounds like the word ding, which can mean the male members of a family. So in many places, since the Northern Song, People kept the tradition of either stealing or gifting lanterns during the Lantern Festival as a kind of blessing for more sons. During China's last dynasty, the Qing, some would touch door nails called Mending in Chinese for the same purpose. When people went out during the evening on the festival, they needed to carry a light, a candle or torch would have to be covered to protect it from the wind. This was the origin of the holiday's lantern-totting tradition. 
To make the lantern more appealing, people would write riddles on them. Thus, the tradition of solving lantern riddles on the festival was born. Some researchers believe the lantern festival and its lantern displays also have religious origins. Lights are very meaningful in Buddhism. They symbolize wisdom and redemption for those in the darkness of ignorance. Emperor Ming of the Eastern Han Dynasty, who reigned from the years 57 to 75 CE, once dreamed of a glowing golden giant landing on the imperial palace and then flying to the west. He told his officials about the dream. One of them explained the golden giant must be the Buddha. The emperor sent envoys to India, which the ancient Chinese called Tianzhu, to seek out the sacred knowledge of Buddhism. They returned with Buddhist monks and sutras just before the fifteenth day of the first lunar month, the same day when the Buddha tamed all demons. A light burning ceremony is usually held to mark this day, so the monks proposed to hold this rite on the fifteenth. The emperor agreed and ordered the building of the temple to house the monks and the sutras. He even attended the ceremony to promote Buddhism in the empire. The White Horse Temple in today's Luoyang, Henan Province, is the first Buddhist temple in China. Its name is to commemorate the white horses that carry the monks and sutras back to China. There are also rules in Taoism. A previous name for the Lantern Festival was Shangyuan. According to Taoist belief, Yuan refers to the basic elements of nature: heaven, earth, and water. The three Yuan are controlled by three gods. The first, the god of heaven, was born on the fifteenth day of the first month and blesses people. The god of earth was born on the fifteenth of the seventh month. And redeems people's sins. The god of water was born on the fifteenth of the tenth month, and saves people from misfortune. Their birthdays are marked at the Shangyuan, now the Lantern Festival, Zhongyuan, and Xiayuan festivals. This was a popular Taoist belief proposed in the late second century CE at the end of the Eastern Han Dynasty. The Lantern Festival, as we know, it may have begun during the Western Han Dynasty. For much of Chinese history, the calendar year began at different times depending on the dynasty. In 104 BCE, Emperor Wu of the Western Han adopted a new calendar, which set the first month at the first month of the year, where it has remained ever since. However, research into folk customs rarely produces concrete conclusions due to the lack of historical records, making it difficult to specify when and how a custom starts. For example, the link between Buddhism and the Lantern Festival, which began with an emperor's dream, comes from a book written by Chinese monk Hui Jiao in the sixth century. It was not until the tenth century. Northern Song that descriptions of Lantern Festival celebrations become commonplace. Historically, it usually takes a thousand years for tradition in China to take shape and become widespread, and develops and changes in the process. 
but certain things remain the same no matter how much time passes. Wishes for a better life, happy family, and true love. This is end of our podcast. Thank you to our writer Dr. Zhang Yue, editor and translator Li Jia, and copy editor JT. We hope you enjoyed it, and thank you for listening. See you next week.